what is up everybody i want to welcome every single one of you to my brand new show um who am i what am i doing here my name is lance mccorder i am a baby kayak angler baby tournament kayak angler i've been fishing uh for the last year and a half or so in tournaments and just broke out onto the national circuit this year um and i have learned a lot i have managed to meet a lot of people i've managed to drive around this country i've spent about god 15 18 20 000 miles on the road so far uh doing this thing we call kayak angling um i've learned so much in the last year and one of the things that i love doing is teaching and sharing knowledge and learning with everybody else so uh one of the things that i wanted to do was start a blog and kind of start writing and kind of start sharing all of these things that I'm learning as I go around uh, the, the country, as I uh, fish locally, as I work on boats, you know, uh, with Billy Bones. Um, as I meet all of you out on the trail, um, it is, you know, I, I wanted to write about it and I wanted to just really dig in and, uh, and, and share these things that I'm learning with everybody because I'm excited about it and the sport's growing and it's just, it's such a great time to be in kayak fishing, but, uh, I don't have time, you know, it's, uh, I, I just don't have the time to sit and write and, and pour myself out over the keyboard and do all the editing and upload the pictures and, you know, edit the videos and all that. So what could I do? What, what better way for me to get on here and talk with you guys than just, man, let's just push the live button and do it, you know? Uh, so here we are, um, tournament kayak fishing basics, you know, um, Tonight, we're going to have Catherine Field on, who is the only rookie on the national trail that I know of uh, that that works even harder than I do. I mean, uh, Catherine has been out and about all over the world. I mean, all over the country, just fishing, uh, blowing everybody's mind. I mean, man, she just had a, uh, you know, a top three up in uh, up in New York on the Hobie Trail. Um, so, I mean, there are some of us that are out there that are just really grinding and really digging and really learning. Um, so I'm so super happy to be able to put the show together. We've got, um, I just decided to do this a few days ago. We're kind of putting it together really quick. Uh, forgive my, uh, my Xbox headset that I've been working with for a little while. Um, got some more stuff on the way. You guys will be able to hear it better, see it better as the weeks, uh, progress. Uh, we've got some great sponsors on board already, namely so being catch products. If you guys are out there, uh, uh, fishing tournaments, you obviously know who catch products are, but uh, Duke and the gang are, have jumped on with open arms and just welcomed us into this uh, educational realm in the kayak world. Um, we're super stoked to have them on board. Um, also, primary sponsor of us is uh, Billy Bones, which is uh, which is me. So if you guys don't know uh, Billy Bones Custom Kayaks, I like to kind of think of it as the uh, kind of Carol Shelby of the kayak world, you know, uh, get us a boat and we'll turn it into a legendary boat. Uh, we've done some really cool builds so far. Um, looking forward to do a lot more. Working on uh, my personal uh, Jackson Big Rig right now with uh, active target and uh, dual motor setups and all sorts of stuff. So it's, you're going to see some cool stuff coming out of Billy Bones. Uh, fishdeadly.com. You can see it in his grill. Fish Deadly. Uh, throwback to my military days. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, I see her down here in the, in, the, in the green room. I know she's been driving around all day long. Uh, headed from, I believe what I've seen on her socials is uh, New Hampshire, where she's just been crushing it all week. But ladies and gentlemen, the true, I mean, my, 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of terrified. I've, I've, I've managed to meet her a few times, but uh, my, my competitor for rookie of the year, I, I know at least on the KBF circuit, is Catherine Field. <laughs> hey, Lance. Hey, how uh, are you? I'm glad to see that you landed in, uh, where are you now? I'm in Stoddard, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh my I God. I literally got here eight minutes ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like I mean, we were talking a little bit ago and, and I mean, you were stuck in traffic, like in, in Chicago and, uh, headed out from New Hampshire. You've been out there fishing for a few weeks. Um, after, yeah. after an amazing performance in, uh, in New York. Yeah. Um, tell us what's playing. been up. Uh, well, First of all, who who are you? I mean, for 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 these people that, that live under a rock and don't know who Catherine Field is, like like tell them uh, tell them who you are. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, um, I'm just a gal that likes to fish, and I'm a little obsessive about that whole tournament fishing thing. Um, I don't know. I uh, I got into it. Let's see. This is 2021, so the it's been a couple years now that I started fishing for bass. Um, I got a kayak to fish for uh, trout and yeah. kokanee in Utah. I'm from Utah. Absolutely. I know, um, I know the area well. I lived there for a long time. I yeah. Love yeah. It's a blue ribbon trout fishery. And we're, when I mean trout, I mean trout that look like salmon. Like, yeah. Yeah, big German browns like the size of your leg. Yeah, yeah like yeah. three feet long, exactly. you know, giant. Tro tro Trophy. Trolling Strawberry Reservoir for months. That is my yeah. happy place. Exactly, mine too. That's that's. I, I I grew up float tube. That's what got me into kayak fishing, was float tubing oh. on uh, on Strawberry for Big Browns. You know, that's like you're speaking my language yeah. right now. You're yeah. speaking my language. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I could try to find a picture, which is a little impromptu here, but oh, I yeah, do, that'd be great. I do show it to everybody. So give me a second here, but um, yeah, so. I, uh, for a long time, had been, I originally grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so salmon fishing, saltwater fishing, you know, flounder, all that stuff. Um, and so Utah really spoke to me when I, I saw the kind of trout that Utah had yeah. and, they had, and the kokanee. And so that really sort of... Got me. A lot right. of people don't get the kokanee run. I mean, especially on strawberry when you get in the in the in the back ends of the creeks and they turn bright red. Shows. Let me see if this. this oh, that's will. bright. Sorry. Let me. Just a moment. Tech, just a moment. <laughs> technical <laughs> difficulty. Let me see if I can. Here, uh, uh, shoot, shoot it to me on shoot it to me on Facebook Messenger. All right, all right, that'll work. Shoot it to me on Messenger, and, I, and I'll right. uh, I'll share my screen right. with it. That's, That'll be cool. Sorry, guys. We're. I literally just drove 900 miles. Yeah. I drove for 12 hours, and uh, this is sort of seat of our pants live stream here. Well, and, um, and that's what a lot of people don't get is the miles. You know, it's uh, like uh, I know you've done it. I've seen you all over the country this year so far. Um, I, I, I've been yeah. to, I mean, not even half of the ones that you have nationally. Um, but it's, God, the miles. I mean, people don't get like – you show how up. much saddle time it is. A yeah. Lot. Well, I mean, and I will say I'm on the extreme spectrum of that. All right. I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and today it was, I, I actually never seen anything like it before. I think somebody drove down the road with a flatbed full of nails oh. because it must've been 10 miles of people pulled off every hundred yards with flat tires. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, 
people like praying all the way down the the left lane hoping that uh, nothing nothing happens to me but it works so um there we are let's see kim kim lang says yeah so there, there we go, we go. there's Beautiful a trout yeah look at that rainbow and uh yeah you guys think that's not a trout but it is it's oh a, yeah yeah that they, they, they do look like salmon i mean it's just like you get in those big ones and it's just they are monstrous mm -hmm. there's bigger ones than that in strawberries so that's how i oh, got yeah. into yeah. got into kayak fishing because i was fishing from the bank i caught that from the bank wow and i thought um I really would like to be out there in a boat and mm -hmm. I would rent strawberry reservoir had like little pontoon boats you could yep. rent. Yeah. And the, the I would, little small pontoons. Yeah. Like, the little, they, like people don't get the pontoons. Like these things have like a little fold up, uh, like stadium <laughs> chair on them and like little yeah. oars that are like three feet long. Like they're, yeah. they're small. So I go fish and this place, uh, strawberry is really interesting because it has a slot limit to make big trout like that. So they have cutthroat in there that are, have a slot limit of 15 to 21. So you catch like a lot of 20.75 right. cuts that you got to then release. And you release uh, this beautiful giant trout and then a giant uh, pelican comes in and eats right, it. And but just, wrecks it. Yeah. Just, just swallows yeah. your giant trout. But uh, so I got, a, I got into kayak fishing really to do that. And I met um, a Facebook group, Kayak Fishing Utah Online, which is now run by Joe Randall and Aaron Mathis, some very wonderful people. And uh, they said, oh, we fish for bass. And I'd never really fished for bass at all. And right. um, that was like the spring of 2019. I, I started learning to fish for bass. And I drove down from, I lived up near Salt Lake. And so every weekend I'd drive down to Sand Hollow mm -hmm. to go fish. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just had like a, my dad's old pole and... I just would watch like a uh, tactical bassin or, yeah. or, or, you know, I'd watch things right. and buy lures that are pretty and yeah. put them in the water. And it, I tried for four months to catch a bass. And finally I caught one like two weeks before the first tournament, I caught my first bass and, and uh, in the tournament, I think I caught three, three bass and I would, and, and that sort of started it for me. I thought, wow, this tournament is, I like these tournaments and, I did all the local tournaments and then the next year I jumped straight into the national yeah. trail scene and I have not looked back. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like putting on the It's miles. exciting. I mean it's like, you know, uh I, I think the first one that I met you at was was Fort Worth with KBF, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it was that just was fun. It, was, it was so much fun, you know, and it was I mean, that was the day that like, you know, like Guillermo and Matt Scotch and and Christine and uh, and, and Jody Queen, like just I mean, like wrecked it. It was like unbelievable day on the water. Yeah. And uh, but it's and that was kind of like my first little introduction. I think I'd done maybe Broken Bow before that with Hobie. Broken Bow was tough. And that was that was not. Yeah, that was Broken Bow was the exact polar opposite of yeah. what KBF in Fort Worth was. It was just like a dull fest. And it was just, everybody was like, oh man, this is this is a grind, except for like, uh, except for Russ, uh, who I ran into <laughs> on the water on day two. And he's just do 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 happy little guy cruising down the bank, you know, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? You know, I'm Russ Snyder, nice to meet you. He's a you good know, man. Uh, just yeah, amazing guy. And, uh, and, and just the eternal optimist, no matter what. But you know, it's like, you get out on these these national trails and you start meeting these people that, you know, like you said, a, a year before we were, uh, 
we were watching these people on videos, you know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, last time I saw you was at, uh, I think at Rayburn, you know, like a, a check-in line or whatever. And it was like, uh, I'm yeah. standing there with Russ, you know, and, and Cody and, and all the, you know, and I was just like, man, you know, they're all, uh, my, I, honestly, I look so up cool. so much to them, all of yeah. them. And they're all amazing anglers. And it's like, uh, it's like, a like going to the justice league for like, uh, rules, <laughs> a yeah. angling, you know, of yeah. amazing anglers. And, uh, yeah, and it, it's, it's spectacular just to watch them and get to learn from them. And it's, uh, I mean, for, so, so first year you're, you're putting in all these miles. Um, you, you, we've got a top three now, which is awesome. <laughs> How did that even happen? I, I, just, I don't know, but I saw you there. Like you were there. Like it was, I saw the pictures, like you had the big check and everything, you know, it's like, uh, I will tell yeah. you, there's a little poor planning on my part with the whole living in my car and driving around to tournaments is I never thought I would ever cash a check. Like, <laughs> it, like I wanted to, right. but like my brain's like, that'll never happen. And so now I'm like, what do I do with this giant check? in my yeah. car like yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't really fit in my back seat <laughs> and and I'm like man d what if like some like tweaker thinks this is like really a, a check? Real check yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, breaks into my car so I've, I've wrapped it up in like hefty bags and and tucked it away yeah. in my in my truck bed you know so maybe at some point when I land somewhere I can put it on on the wall but I never I guess that's like real world angling problems or something, yeah. but I never thought yeah. I'd have like to worry about what I do with a giant paper check while I'm driving back and forth across America. I think it, most it, people it really take it home is, and put it uh, up on the wall, but I don't have a wall right you're now. You're not going to be home so. for a minute. Yeah, you're not for a while. Home. Yeah. And that's the same thing. It's like uh, I went back to load up my camping gear um after camping out in the in the windstorms in, in fort worth and and you know i was like i got this it was the same deal i got this big huge cardboard check and it's like yeah I, I don't you did know awesome yeah oh that was that was like pure i was the, just the only one that stayed on the river i think i just dodged competition but it's like i, uh, I was uh, out in uh i was out on benbrook for that one and oh, it, yeah. was, it was sort of creepy like there were a couple of us for day one mm -hmm. and i was the only person on day two <laughs> and you know i sort of paid for it because i i i had some places where fish were but once the wind came up i, I lost my bite and, but you know each one I, I learned something at every tournament and that's what i love about this is it's a constant ability to gain knowledge like yeah. you know i drove i just drove two days straight to get over here to lacrosse and it, it's um it's for the i'm doing the all-american kayak series it's got a, a tournament here on the cross and there's a couple local clubs i think minyak or iac or iowa and minnesota um but mainly just i it's a fishery i want to learn and i haven't been here uh since last year i got my first my first limit each day in a hobie bos i got here at, at lacrosse and i've learned so much since then i really want to experience this fishery and apply some of the stuff that I've learned and just just try some different things and go different places and and uh you know just I couldn't pass up just a chance to come in all the way down here and, and fish it and I, I don't have high expectations for myself this is like a lacrosse is a mind-blowing fishery it's so varied in 
in what you run into. It's, I feel like I'm fishing in the Garden of Eden. Ryan, Ryan Milford, I am queen of the news. It is true. <laughs> but, I love it. Uh, you know, it's it's a chance for me to, to experiment and grow and I just can't pass that up. So it, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a beautiful place. And, and I wanted to just give it a chance and, and get, get some time under my belt up here before the Hobie later, later in August and, and just keep learning. Um, it's, I mean, and that's, I don't, I'm going I don't all know how over right now to, just yeah, try, it's, to it's, try and different things. I felt like I was really diving into it, you know, like I was really, I was like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, four or five Hobies. I want to try and do four or five KBFs. I'm saving Bassmaster for next year. I'm hoping they do an R, uh, an ROI. Uh, but, uh, and they kind of had that late schedule release. So it was kind of yeah. like, I was like, oh, I was kind of trying to plan my year, which I don't know why I even bother because you plan your year and something changes a month in and it's all messy and you wind up having to adjust fire you know all the way through the the rest of the season but it's you know you've really just like hit all of them it's uh yeah i'm trying what, to like what advice could you give somebody because that's that's kind of like my whole goal in this show is it's like you know i'm nobody that's that, that's going to give you legendary you know lifelong fishing i mean i've been fishing a ton of years but it's like yeah. i just want to share this this rookie year with people and then i want to share our first year with people, you know, out of rookie year and our second and our third. And like, I want, I want you to be back maybe as my first guest of every season. And like, we'll sit, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll right. tell people how we're growing, you know, because it's, I feel like, I mean, I, I heard about you saw, saw you around last year, kind of like popping up here and there on this board or that board, or somebody said something about, Oh, this gal's really taken off or whatever. And then I was kind of like, Oh, well, there's somebody else that's new. That's, kind of got that hustle enough to get you know your, your name out there to where people are kind of going all right well this person is somebody that's new and going up on the scene um what what could you tell somebody to really plan for that first year you know it's like i could think of a million things that i could tell people to uh you know to prepare for it but oh. it's well like what was yours you know especially I... uh being as hard as you hit it because like i said you hit you've hit twice as many as i have so i mean it's it's unbelievable don't get discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> that's my biggest. <laughs> that's my, okay. Number one, have some very realistic expectations. Like I, every time I go out there, I'm fishing to win, but I also have some very realistic expectations about my skill set and, and where I'm coming from and the learning curve I'm on. And, you know, don't, when you go to a new body of water, especially, and I, maybe that's part of, sort of my drive in this is I'm always going to new bodies of water and I'm always going against amazing anglers. And so it's like building my, my mental stamina of what it takes to go on something new and not, not freak out like every right. time, like, and feel so overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what to do. The stuff I normally try doesn't work. I mean, every fishery is, is, you know, I come in with them. Um, I forget who I was joking with, but we were talking about having these different plans, like plan A or plan B, and it's always like plan F. And right. so yeah. I feel like all of my fishing is, I'm getting a little better at having some strategy, but I always have like the plan F in my pocket and I'm, I've gotten better at learning how to scrounge for fish, but you really have to not 
it's a, it's a lot of a, a lot of it is a mental game and attitude right. and and not giving up when you're out on the water because you could there's been times where I caught maybe one fish in the morning and I didn't catch another fish for like seven hours and it's like 15 minutes to go and I catch three or four fish in the last 15 minutes and or you know I don't have a good day one and a lot of people will get so discouraged and they go home early on day two and and to me it's like i drove all this way this is a chance for me to right. improve and try i want to figure that puzzle out even like yeah. even if i don't do well and and all of that helps you when you are growing as an angler just you know to keep your spirits high and if anything when ryan milford says i'm queen of the noobs we talked about that in uh, his broadcast about don't like i see some awesome people in here like dusty yacker and you know josh evan ryan ryan mantine like caleb you know, guys, ryan jeremy baker like yeah. amazing anglers yeah. and so when you're starting out in a tournament don't don't get discouraged and compare yourself to these amazing guys right, right here and this giant list of amazing guys because everybody this is my view is everybody is on their own trajectory. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to compare yourself, compare yourself to your past self, compare right. yourself to where you were a month ago or six months ago or a year ago. And that's where you actually see the growth of, and your progression in this and, and can build your self confidence from that. Don't, don't compare yourself to what other people are doing because they're on their own their own trajectory themselves and everybody's scrambling and trying to improve and, and get better. And to me, it's just, that's the most important thing when you're starting out in tournaments. Cause it can be, especially if you've been just like fishing your own local area and you've been slaying the bass and you know, like if I go to this spot and this 20 by 20 spot, I'm going to catch all the fish I ever want to catch. And, right. and then you go to something new and it, and it, the weather's bad and, and, it, and the water levels change and it throws all these different wrenches in the works. And it, it can be very, um, it can be very shaking for some people as far as your confidence. Plan right. F is typically, it is exactly true. <laughs> exactly. It is exactly true. And, you know, well, uh, and, and like you, like you mentioned, it's, it's, it's not about, I mean, I started this because I started tournament fishing. Cause I was like, I'm that guy that every time I go, go out with my buddies, I'm always the guy that catches fish and I'm always the guy that catches big fish. You know, it's like, uh, then when you go out on the tournament trail, even when it's regional, you start fishing lakes that you're not necessarily that used to. Uh, when you go national, it's really different. I mean, like you go out to like Hartwell or Dardanelle or Broken Bow or, you Completely know, uh, different. it's, it is night and day. You might as well be on the moon fishing. You know, it's, uh, it's remarkably different. I mean, I think of Hartwell, you know, as, as a big one was just, I mean, just night and day, it's blueback herring fishery. Um, it was, it was just really strange, you know, and one of the things that I always found and it kind of mirroring your, your view on things is uh, I never look at the, I, I don't look at the leaderboards. I just don't. It, it's, I found that it's, and it's hard to do, but I, mean, I do I'm sometimes like, when I know I'm a, that I'm slaying it, I'm going to look just yeah, because. I mean, yeah, you get five right off the bat. You got to kind of look. But I mean, just in a regular day where you're kind of yeah. onesie here, twosie there, threesie. Day, like I kind of try, I try and compete against myself. 
you know, and I try and compete against the fish. And I think that's maybe me being a chef and a restaurant owner is that I'm used to, I'm used to ignoring my critics. You know, I'm used to like when the Yelp, the, the, uh, Cartman and the elite Yelpers come out, like, I really don't pay any attention to them. You know, it's like, I just kind of like, just like, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be judged by you, you know? So it's, uh, and I kind of treat the leaderboard like that to where it's just like, I just focus on the lake and I focus on the, on the, on the big green fish or the big brown fish. It's it's important to, I think to, I look, um, I'm at the point where like, I want to know like where I'm at. If I feel like I'm, at, like on Champlain, I wanted to know where I was at because I had some, like, I want to beat Mike Iconelli so yeah. bad. And, right? uh, and, and I mean, and, and <laughs> part of it is I just wanted to like stoke myself up. So like when I knew like with a half an hour to go, I was like a quarter inch behind Cody Milton. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm a, I, so I talked to myself a lot. If you ever watch my videos, like I, mm-hmm. I give myself pep talks nonstop and I'm like, you know, <laughs> come on, Kate, you gotta just get, uh, you gotta get some AT, you gotta, you know, and just keep uh, positive feeding myself and keep my, my spirits up that way. Um, but that really helps. Uh, yeah. you're competing. It's that's exactly right. Caleb, uh, you're competing. And, you know, I, like I, I said here in lacrosse was, a, it took me, um, most of last season to the point that I got a, a limit on both days. And I didn't care how big they were. I was just like, that was five, right? That was yeah. five fish. And, and uh, it's, it's just a progression of that. And I, I, somebody wrote that Ryan said, we're all the same, just out for the tug. Yes. The tug, man. That's it. Yes. Tug is the drug. The, uh, and, and and it is. I mean, it, it, once and you know that's kind of one of the things that I found myself struggling with is is getting on the uh, getting on the five fish boat. You know, it's like get out there, get five fish. I've got buddies that do it all the time. They just get out there, wreck five fish real quick, and then they start upgrading. That's not me. At I all. can't do it. it no. It's like so super hard, and I don't know why. I don't know what the aversion is. To me, just going out there and like you know snatch snatching up you know uh, five. 13 14 inch long fish i honestly think that's um that causes people a lot of problems Mm -hmm. people that go and get five fish you know if you then if they don't get five fish within like the first hour they start flipping out a little bit and getting really worried and i'm just like whatever i still don't have a fish it's you know two in the afternoon if i get get some it's (laughs) like i sort of like that afternoon bite but yeah i don't i don't stress out about it because i'm so used to not you know uh i i was stressed out a little bit on day two after i only had like four fish and it was like noon and i was and then i caught like a 12 and a quarter and i was like this is like the best fish i've ever had you know like i couldn't believe it i i i won one not too long ago and it was a it was a single it was a single 12 inch fish that 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 kicked me over i I was just like like, i i I almost and he jumped he like leaped off the board after the first picture that I took, like I literally snapped one and he just pew, oh. and I was lucky that I got him. You know, it was like, but uh. I like this question. Jerry Jeremy Baker asked, "How much research did you do you put in before hitting the yep. water?" That was one that I was gonna I was gonna lead into next. Is like kind of take us through the Kate process of you're getting you're you guys going are not to, gonna like my answer. Bring <laughs> it, you know, no bigs. I don't put in a lot of research. Really. 
No, I'll watch. Uh, I know everybody <laughs> says that. Like what? Uh, I'll usually look to see where the ramps are like yeah. the night night before I go pre-fishing. So I actually know where I want to drive to. And I'll look at Google Earth a little bit. I'll watch a few videos just to find out like what people are doing a little bit or look at a fishing report. But <clears throat> I don't like having a lot of preconceived notions about what a lake is like. Yeah. I, I like to go out there and figure it out by what it presents to me. And I think in a way that helps me a little bit because I don't have this, oh, I have to go out here and I have to fish ledges or, oh, I have to go out here and I have to throw uh, swim baits or I've got to do a certain method that some other people caught fish in. So like I'll watch some videos, uh, you know, like Bassmaster tournaments sometimes mm -hmm. just to see sort of what they're using a little bit. But I mean, they're in boats. A lot of times they're going to go places I can't. And maybe this is, I mean, this is just what works for me is for me to help fish the way I fish and solve the puzzle. I solve the puzzle for the day I'm fishing yeah. the, or the week I'm fishing. Um, that stuff sort of guides, guides me a little bit. And I know a lot of people will pour over lake maps and pour over contours Um I tend to not cover miles and miles of water. I like, uh, I pick things apart. And if, uh, you ever look at, <laughs> I wish I had a screenshot of my, um, of my fish finder from, uh, cause it, you like actually couldn't see the terrain anymore on the nautical map because there was right, just yeah. so many crisscross yeah, tracks. <laughs> there were so many crisscross tracks yeah. of me beating it to death for uh, a few days. It was just like a like like somebody got on an etch a sketch and went insane on it. And <laughs> um, but that's just me. That's just my process because I feel like I limit myself by putting myself in a box of how something should be, right? Versus experiencing it and trying to solve what what's in front of my face and yeah you know maybe at some point i'll get to a point that i want to study more but i'm spending so much time traveling like and trying to do videos and everything else like yeah. i just i don't find that i have enough time in the day to do that and i want to still have fun with my friends and mm -hmm. have live life and have a good time and right and that's just what works for me. And maybe I'll, I'll think differently and I'll learn my lesson for not doing a ton of map study. But Well, I mean, I, th I think you're right on it. You know, it's kind of like uh, my, my first thing is I'll ask around. I'll ask people that I know that live in the area or people, you know, hey, you know, what's what's this about? What's that about? Um, but I've found that, you know, I'm somebody that, that really devotes a lot of time to, to studying, watching videos, looking at maps. And I found that it really doesn't help me that much. If anything, it kind of clutters my brain and it gets me thinking about the wrong things and thinking gets, about things that might not even be there when I get there. It could be totally different, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, we've all shown up to that lake and just been like, okay, well now, you know, Rayburn's 12 feet high. You know, it's, uh, the, the maps are out the window. It's, it doesn't do you any good. It's just no. go out, go out and fish, you know, like pick an area. Pick uh, an area and figure out what's go, going go on fish. there. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the spots that you go to, they trans, they change throughout the day. They change with the weather. And, right. and if anything, um, and I've said this before in other interviews is that I, I like to find things that have given me options. 
because mm -hmm. things, like we said, plan F. So I like to find a place that has three to four different style of options that gives me protection from weather if it changes and doesn't require me having to like travel eight miles. I've made yeah. that mistake where yeah. I've like found fish and it was like an, you know, two hour kick up. And I thought, man, if I get those fish, I'm going to be in the top 10. And I knew if I could do it, I would, I would have been at broken bow, but, yeah. uh, but guess what? Bass boats are a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every bass boat that passed me had my fish in their live well. And by the right. time I got my old butt up there, <laughs> they were already gone. And I just think it's, I've learned for me personally, you know, I've got some physical limitations as far as what I can do. And I just want to work with, within those and, and do the best I can. And there's so many there are fish there. It's just, I mean, yeah, there's dead water and stuff, but when you find a place that's, that's holding fish and you try and figure it out, that's, that's why I don't like to limit myself. I mean, I, not to get me wrong. Like I do look at like the nautical maps and I look at structure and points and, and all those things and plan it or, but I don't have, um, like, I'm going to go do this spot and do this and X, Y, and Z. I just sort of, I don't know. It's like, it's like, like if you're going to paint a painting, you know, you may have an idea of what you want to paint, but it's a creative process. And in a way for me, fishing is sort of a creative process and how I experience it because it's, it's always evolving. And I'm, you know, I see a bird go, you know, see a loon diving over there or mm -hmm. I see uh, bait balls, you know, or I right. see fish breaking on this. And then it's like, aha, start keying in on, on what's happening versus having that preconceived right. notion. It, it seems to me like it's, it's always been just a, a lot more uh, effective to pay attention to what's going on in the water the day that you get out there and do it. Like you said, pl plan your points, plan your area, do a little pre-planning on, uh, you know, shelter from the element, shelter from current, if that's, a, if that's happening in the area. Um, and just, making somewhat of a fluid, very fluid game plan, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and, and being able to adjust it. I mean, having that, having that plan F to where if you do need to do a, uh, a, a long kick, you know, when you, when you need to take off by like, that's been the, my biggest thing this year, Lance. And, and that's why I say the mental game is a, such a big component. If you're getting flustered, it's, you start second guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's been the hardest thing for me to really dial in is when do I leave yeah. where I'm at and stop it's trying stubbornness. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, quit, quit going there. We're fish here two days ago. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's got to be one here. There should be a frog bite right now. I know they'll bite this frog. Yeah, yeah I'm going <laughs> to sit here for five hours. And, you know, and, yeah. and that has been a really hard thing for me to figure out, like, when is the right time to change what I'm right. doing and feel confident. And it's always sort of a gamble. You know, you live by sword, die by sword. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to completely paddle away from this and go do something else. And, I'm getting better at deciding that and following my gut on that and feeling good about it. And, and whatever happens happens, but sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't, but uh, it's, uh, at the end, of the, at the end of the day, it's fishing and, uh, and it's fun. 
fun. Like I yeah, have so exactly. much fun. Let's go out and have fun and go for, like you said, hang with your friends and you know, uh we, we, we all get to hang out and cook around the campfire or uh, you know, do a cookout on an Airbnb somewhere and it's just it's a it's a gas. For those I, of you that are debating doing it, like that that that's been my, my number one thing and that's there's a couple questions I want to get to in a second from the from the peanut gallery, but that's what been my biggest thing I is see. uh yeah, hi he Steve, built, for sure. The, he uh, built, I hope he. I hope awesome uh, I didn't yeah. like overwhelm him. He uh, he was kind enough to put the Hobie cam on my kayak for oh, yeah. uh, Champlain, and uh, I don't know. I was that was such a fun tournament for me. But I, there was like, I was like playing music on my phone and singing and <laughs> laughing and like talking to myself nonstop. And I'm thinking like. Man, I don't know that anybody else does it. Some people are very quiet and, yeah. and, and serious, and I am I'm quite noisy and boisterous at times. I'll have full blown <laughs> conversations with myself. Oh I yeah. Will sing, I will rap, I will <laughs> uh sing old school songs to myself. Oh yeah. I will I will I, I do will a lot of really the talk down to myself <laughs> a lot, like when things are going tough or if I'm being stupid, like I will really uh get after I will really get after myself. So it's kinda like he was gonna. Steve was gonna drop a camera. I don't remember what it was. He 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 forgot the uh, the setup at his at his office or something. But he was gonna put a camera on mine. I want to say it was at at Hartwell, and I'm glad he didn't because that was like <laughs> a, that was a really tough. Uh, like day one was really tough. Like I got up, and this is something like a lot of people don't realize is equipment. You know, I got oh, yeah. up. I've been I've been pre fishing for three days. I'd been working it. You know, uh, fourteen hour drive I think to get there. Um, day one of the Jerry. tournament, I'm like two or three hours late. I've heard, yeah, he has heard me rap. It is not, it is ugly. The, uh, uh but uh, I mean, day one, like I go out there and I look at my trailer tire is sitting funny, you know, and I spend the first three hours of the tournament beating the trailer tire into submission, you know, giving the tape, the authorities, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's you know you spit you spend so much time out, out in the open and it throws you behind it throws your game off for a day you know it's like you get frustrated um, like my day my day one on Hartwell was was a mess but it led to a great day too you know it was one of those that I was kind of like man I might get that uh that Dakota Lithium Power Box today you know <laughs> I was like I was like for those of you who don't know uh, Hobie Hobie Bass Open Series they have the uh, I don't know the Comeback Kid Award it's like if you have a really kind of rough first day. Whoever makes the most improvement in day two, they get a Dakota Lithium. Uh, I got the first one. Power box. I know you got one. I got one. the yeah. first one. Because, uh, and that's what's when we talk about standings, um, I didn't have a very good day one. And day two, I just went out and had fun. And actually, I was having so much fun. I forgot I was at a tournament. I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. I, I forgot that I had to upload the fish. <laughs> and I started uploading the fish, and then my phone's blowing up. And everybody's like, you're in front of Mike Iaconelli. And I'm like, what? Really? Like, that's cool. Oh, that's but awesome. uh, So that was, you know, made me realize, like, if I just relax and just yeah. – just focus on having fun and going out and doing the best I can. And that's, and not beating myself up, whether I finish really well or, you know, or I miss, I just miss something or I'm way down at like 100 something like not it's, it's all, that's the way it goes. Like Watts bar. I didn't catch mm -hmm. a single, single fish on my, wow. on my home lake. 
that yeah. was like, oh, how does it that happens, happen? Though, but you know? It's it like, uh, I mean, you're going to have those days anywhere, you know? I yes. mean, like, like you just beat Ike in his home turf. I mean, he's, he's from right, right up the road, you know? <laughs> um, he, I, he's such a nice guy, though. I I've, really I've like not, him. I've yet to meet Mr. Ike. I've, I've, I've got to meet, you know, through, through doing uh, like demos and stuff uh, with Jackson, I've got to meet some really, really cool uh, boat guys. But uh, Ike is kind of one of those that I'd really like to just get to hang out with. I, th I think he'd be very Anthony Bourdainish, you know. No, he's very, <laughs> very, very uh, down to earth, yeah. genuine guy. So, all right, let me get uh, let me get a question here. Uh, okay. Let's go with uh, Josh Evans. That'll that, that'll be a quickie because I I can say I'm not, but I wish I was because the Susky sounds awesome. I am doing the Susky. Of course but you I, are. <laughs> the Bass Open, um, I am not doing the Bass Open on the Upper Bay. What am I doing? I think I'm doing the Madison Chain Lakes for All-American, I think. I'm go. not sure. I'm doing... I'm actually doing the Bassmaster on Pickwick the weekend before Susky. And see, I'm, th I'm thinking about doing that one. That's I, I was going to do. I've never done Pickwick, so I want to. I was going to do Pickwick that. with KBF this year, but they had that flood. You know, it's like it was crazy. And I, and, and they had the Bassmaster Elite guys there the week before. And I yeah. was just watching them get the snot beat out of them in their boats. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, man. That looks kind of. I look kind of iffy, you know, but that's uh, the hard part is it deciding which ones to go to. And yeah. I'm trying to balance out some of the Bassmaster. Um, but I, I've also want to do a lot of the Midwest that the All American I, I'm mm -hmm. doing mainly. Um, it's lakes that I never would have even known existed or, yeah. or popped up on my radar to do. So like I had done Lake Wilson in Kansas and mm -hmm. that's an amazing lake. I had so much fun on that lake and it has such an amazing fishery of a variety yeah. of different multi-species there. I really was tempted just to stop fishing for bass and fish for stripers because they're wow. like these they're massive striper bite. Yeah, it's like flicking spoons off a point. Yeah. I mean, no, they're just blowing up the, oh. you know, they're, they're like the, the bait fish are flying through the air. The stripers are flying through the air. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Don't oh, pedal up to there. I just want to toss my line in once, you know, and just right. pack the horse. But, uh, you know, so there's there's an, a lot of amazing lakes. And I just think it's a good experience to, to go and, and do that. And, and I've, I've loved visiting some of the towns around those areas. So, I mean, Kansas is gorgeous. And it's just it stuff really that is. I've probably – a, a beautiful country in Kansas. Yes. Yeah. So the, uh, let's see. I want to go to this question. This is John Mooney. This is a buddy of mine out here in East Texas, Louisiana area. Incredible angler. Uh, you may have uh, seen him up on the stage at, uh, at Rayburn. Uh, mm -hmm. What's Miss Fields favorite technique and or lure. That's really hard. It is right. It's like asking what your favorite song is. It depends uh, on the day and the lake and the. <laughs> right now, um, shoot, I'm still gonna have to say my favorite technique are very small swim baits. Um, I really love throwing them, and I use them a lot and trying to just pick apart different areas because pretty much everything wants to kill them and. Um, I don't know. There's just some, I, 
I caught some at Champlain. I used that uh, to catch those those big smallmouth. And there's just something really satisfying about catching giant fish on little tiny, tiny three yeah. inch swim baits <laughs> with a one knot hook. You know, yeah. it's and on a on a seven foot medium fast spinning rod and just yeah. hanging on for dear life. Um, on a one knot, just like a just like a one knot jig head. Uh huh. Like a little yeah. tie pack on it. I like throw little... like one sixteenth ounce jig heads with a little wow. three. I throw really light. Um, I like I like small, super light lures. That's like, sort like, of my favorite little thing. Well, <laughs> Marabou like, jigs. Yeah, like I haven't, uh, I haven't fished like that since I lived in Utah. I mean, that just reminds me of, of yeah. fishing for trout or fishing for salmon yeah. in Utah. You know, just uh, that was that was bank beating for us. Was you know eight pound uh, line. You know. Uh, super fast medium yep. medium light like spinning tackle and just you know like yep. a drag that it really worked for you everybody's like you can't catch big fish i'm like oh yeah you can Watch. catch in fact yeah. steve, steve fields has a footage of me catching like a 30 30 plus pound drum on that uh, same setup <laughs> and fish was awesome. like half my body length and i was holding on with like two hands that was pulling so hard you know and uh, that was just i had like a i was fishing 30 30 pound braid on that day to a 10 pound leader. I went to 12 pound leader the next day, but usually I do really light, light leader just because I'm using such light baits and I want to be able to at least toss it somewhere. But, um, but I've also gotten into um, weightless, weightless Texas rig, uh, seven inch worms are like my next sort of, favorite love lately like, uh, yeah like a uh, no like, one seems to like to throw those anymore and like, like, uh, a, like a trick worm or like a uh, uh i like the a lot of people use like those magnum ultra vibe speed worms yeah, but yeah, i cool. like okay, yeah. i like the skinny ones so i'll do those or i think it's called them i forget the other one but uh i like uh, plus i use i like colors that are pretty so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so i've been like uh this, when I was in New Hampshire, I was throwing a lot of skinny, skinny little worms uh, with in Tequila Sunrise and singing yeah. that's Eagle song. Yeah. That's pretty much like my my Bruce happy banana, Bruce yeah. banana, uh, ultra <laughs> a lot of stuff that worms. you do that you do more on West Coast, really. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to to see that there is a good bite for that uh, with the northeastern fish. I guess they just don't get to experience Tequila Sunrise yeah. very often no, in New Hampshire. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it is. It, it's it's uh, like like my my thing. I've been killing them on lately, and and like my entire uh, arsenal at Fort Worth was, uh, which is the only national place I've gotten a check, has been uh, has been missile uh, uh, missile baits um, quiver. Like it's it's like their little uh, worm yeah. with a, with a tail on it, like a little just yeah. bladed tail, you know. Yeah, the one like I was throwing has like a little up, you know, little, like a little ribbon. Yeah. yeah, just a little baby tail is just enough. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can rig it wacky, you can rig it weightless, you can rig it Texas rig. You know, yeah. It's, it's a great See? all around worm. John, John Mooney loves the tequila color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is. It works. Like I know exactly like the, the tequila sunrise and the, uh, and the bruised banana are like tequila two of those sunrise and Arizona tequila. lakes is like dynamite. That's where I sort of got into it was in the Southwest is tequila sunrise and, and that whole Western scene. Weightless speed worm was my good dude. I yes. caught I caught my uh, my PB was I, and I had a crappy scale, but it was a touch over eleven, 
and it was in uh and i had a perception uh it was like a pescador 125 um and i'm i'm not one on bagging on on budget kayaks like I, I will never do that on this show uh but it was let's just say it was the most uncomfortable kayak that i've ever had in my life <laughs> and i was soaked um i just got back from iraq um my back hurt and i was half asleep and i was playing on my phone and i and i had a uh, it was an abu garcia silver max walmart combo with whatever mono came on it i had no idea yeah um like some three aught like straight shank worm hook and then a watermelon red zoom speed worm um and They're i fun. just dead stick the thing and I went to lift it up and it felt like I'm like, oh man, I'm snagged in the grass. And it was just like an absolute gorilla of a, hey Matt. Uh, hey, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it was an absolute gorilla of a bass on there. So never underestimate the power of a weightless speed worm. It is, or whatever. It is fun. They're amazing. It's fun. The, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I love this one. Hidden Lake Fork. Tips from anyone. Did you fish Lake Fork with bass? No, I got, I got really sick after Broken Bow. Um, and I was really worried that I had COVID. So, oh. um, and I was staying with my friend Cher and her, her daughter's a gymnast and I didn't want to expose them. And I was going to be staying with friends and didn't want, I was worried I was going to be like the typhoid Mary of Bassmaster. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just, so I actually drove two days straight to Utah and just self-isolated in Utah. And, and I mean, I was really sick. I, about i had like a fever for like five days and i tested negative i don't know what the heck i had but there but i wanted this i wanted to fish for i'd fish fork um uh for the hobie bos last year okay and yeah. it was the that was the first bass i caught in a national event was on lake fork and so like to do it on that's and, uh, and i only caught i think i only caught one bass and that was it and i was just so happy that i caught one and yeah. I tried all these different techniques and um, everybody had, had left the ramp. I was like the last one and we're going out. Everybody's dispersed everywhere. And I went by this up in front of me was a dock that had a light on. And I was like, looky here is a light sitting here on this dock. And I threw a Ned rig right under that dock, right where the light was shining and caught a big old bass right there. Now, just dragging a Ned rig. About, okay. Thinking outside the box, I, I live like an hour away from fork. So I, I, I no one does that probably more <laughs> often than most, but like, you want to talk about thinking outside the box was, uh, um, throwing a Ned on fork. That's, uh, Kim, what I could tell you, I mean, I, I fished Fork since since it was a pretty new lake. I mean, my, my grandpa used to take me out there when I was a, a kid, you know. Um, just, it can be fickle. It can be great. It can be awesome. It, it's it, Fish it like you would fish any other bass lake in East Texas. It's just, uh, look at the drops. Like, if you're on a boat, get out there and hit the creek channels. There's tons of drop-offs. There's tons of stuff online that you can. Here's my advice to Kim. Kim, do what you love to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's do a what you love to do because guess what? You might be doing something that you love to do somewhere else that the bass just don't yep. see. They're tired of seeing jackhammers yep. or flukes in their face or whatever. Just do do what you love to do and and pick an area and pick it apart and figure it out. And that you know, don't 
don't try a million different things that everybody else says to do. Do it is something that you want to do and, and, and catch the fish that way. That's, you know, if you're out trying like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you got to get a spoon and you got to follow the loons around. And I mean, that's great. If you, if that's what you like to do, then go do that. But if you want to go and throw a, a wacky rig on laydowns, you know, go do that or throw a worm in next to some lily pads or something, you know, or a frog, like there's, throw a spinner bait, you know, or swim jig. I mean, whatever that you like to do, focus on your strengths and look for the things in the lake that plays to your strengths and start there. Bingo. Those are the, uh, what, what is uh, today's Wednesday, right? Those are the wise words of Wednesday right there. That's, the, <laughs> that's going to be a new thing. Cause that was, uh, uh, what Zona does, like the, uh, the 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 beast of the week or whatever. That was the uh, that's the beast of the week saying right there. <laughs> do what you love to do. I mean, yeah. that, uh, it, and it, it, at the end of the day, they're big dumb green fish. You know, it's like uh, so. Yeah, have fun. Focus somebody, on your strengths. Key. Focus on your strengths. Somebody always. told me they caught a bass at fork on a coke can. They just <laughs> they tied a coke can to the it end of their line. Shot. Yeah. And it just, the bass blew up on it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, I've seen old men yeah. scoop, scoop bass off of a dock by sticking their fingers in the water. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, you just never know. It's, but yeah. yeah, have fun. You know, it's, uh, I can't tell you how often I've thought about going back to my old school trout baits and throwing, you know, like a meps or something like that out there and just ripping it along <laughs> a bank, you know, <laughs> you're like, shut up. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, um, it's, uh, I mean, they just don't see those little jakes. Yeah. Bass, bass love those things. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's interesting is uh, the stuff for bass also crosses over a little bit to trout. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, I got into net rigging a lot in Utah and, for bass. And I started net rigging for trout. Um, and I would drop net rigs at the edge of weed beds because a lot of trout would look cruise those edge of the weed beds looking for crawdads yep. or terrestrials or whatever. And, and, I went up to, um, gosh, what is it? Is it Panguitch? Is it Panguitch Lake? Yep. That is a big trout, sort of south central. I caught some monster trout up there. It's like Ned rigging. kind yeah. of, yeah. Ned rigging for Ned rigging up there. And uh, it's amazing um, that, you know, a lot of fish have some very similar behaviors. Yeah. So it's sort of fun to experiment with different different lures and just realize like they just are want to destroy things they're exactly. sort of <laughs> they they're just, just want to eat territorial animals i mean it, yes. it, it's like when you think of that okay i need to hide i need to eat you know i need to sneak up and kill these things without expending very much energy when you break it down it's kind of like it's pretty easy to figure them out then yeah when i moved to uh to utah uh from from texas i mean i was maybe 12 years old you know so i was already i'd already been bass fishing for you know 10 years at that point you know probably eight of which i could remember so it's like i remember going up there and fishing with buddies and i still had this idea of what fishing was in my head which was you know ripping a black um you know black rubber worm on a worm hook off of zebco 202 <laughs> that, you, know, you know sneak sneaking my my papa's bass baits you know yeah um, so I remember trying to do stuff like that up there in Utah and it actually worked, you know, and yeah. people were like, Oh, how'd you do that? I mean, it's a rubber worm. You know, we don't do that here. I'm like, well, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Uh, it does. It, it works. Yeah, so. when in doubt, like Ke- Caleb. Um, also, he. I mean, look at there. He's got his uh, his his Hobie big old check. All you guys just rubbing them Hobie checks in my face. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Caleb's an incredible angler and a great guy to follow. This this is a good one, and this is exactly what I want to get out of this show. Is like is this this audience participation and involvement when we got people on to ask questions. I'm having a hard time getting out of my comfort zone. I have a reliable system for the lakes. I know. When I go to a new place that's different, I have a hard time adjusting. I would say just break down the water. You know, like 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 Kay said, just pick pick an area, have a distinct reason why you're picking apart that area, and then just then go out there and do it. And the big thing with tournaments is being able to have two or three days ahead of time. Uh, a lot of people, you know, get out there. You know, friends of ours that that we know get out there a week ahead of time and really spend some time picking apart the water. But uh, what would you say, Kevin? It really depends on how you like to break stuff down. I mean, I have friends who are really successful and they'll go to like two or three or six ramps in a day Mm -hmm. and they just cruise. They do they cover different bunch of different spot for a couple hours. And that's, that's how they figure it out. They're very efficient at that. Um, I, I have an entirely different process. I'm, you know, I don't, I have some general things I bring with me and I, sort of tie things on as I go along. So I don't have a lot of stuff already super tied on that I, that I think is what's going to work. I sort of wait and see what, what I'm presented with, Um, you know, and that's a, that's an awesome way to look at it and, and sort of figure it out that way, because a lot of times it's stuff that for me, especially going to different regions, it's stuff I've never experience before and so you know i I sort of fly by the seat of my pants a little bit but if you're gonna go for just stuff to start with um you know look for let's see it's summertime so look for for points structure shade um those are sort of the three basics that i look like look at so you know points where they're gonna you know stuff where there's a yeah stuff that's gonna have that and 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 you know if it gets really hot like i think like i'm hot i'm burning up i don't even want to be out here in the sun well that's like well so is the bass the bass are gonna be up there so you know uh the you know the fish smallmouth they're a little different they're they're sort of cruisy little um serial killers yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but but the largemouth you know uh you could you could figure them out a little bit but that's that would be my approach is you know find when you go to a new place look for things that remind you of stuff so i taught i was talking about this in a in a different broadcast about um when i went to lake champlain i found all these weed beds offshore that you know the weeds have come to the surface and that reminded me of some stuff i had found at dardanelle Mm -hmm. um and one of the lessons i had taken away from there even though i it was much different it was shallower though it still had the same kind of murky water similar kind of weeds but shallower um and the thing i learned at dardanelle even though i was frogging was i probably would have done even better if i had when my frog bite wasn't there to drag some creature baits or some worms or something mm-hmm. through that. And I hadn't, hadn't considered that during the, during the process, but I learned that from doing that. And so then when I saw those at Lake Champlain, I was like, 
it reminded me of that. And then it reminded me of kelp beds out in the salt water. Mm-hmm. How you like be out in the tides and there'd be these kelp beds and then the rockfish and lingcods and everything mm-hmm. sit in the kelp themselves and then ambush stuff from the kelp. Right. So, you know, you take those things that you know and you find something that's similar and, and experiment. And so that's what I did at Champlain and it worked for me as far as experimenting with, with some worms that I tried out there offshore. And that's, that's the best advice I can give for breaking down water. And um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you feel. It's never going to be, I never had like look at stuff and think I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just sort of learning as I go, but I feel more comfortable in that atmosphere. I feel, I feel at, at, at peace when I'm out there doing it. I don't, I feel it. It's like a a puzzle I want to solve and it's a lot of fun for me. It's not a lot of stress or, or worry. But I think that just comes with time as you, as you learn it more. Cause when I first went to the national trails, like my first thing was Lake Seminole. I flew there. I borrowed a kayak. I had never been to Florida or Georgia or anything. I'd never fished anything like that. And it was a, a river flow like that. I'd never fished. And it was very overwhelming at first. And, and all these different things would overwhelm me. And then I realized like, just, it's okay. Like, you know, just take it, break it down into small, instead of look at this whole giant thing, just break it down into a much smaller area, fish small. Like a lot of lakes sometimes will fish very small. You can't think of like some big giant lake. Just think of like this one section of this cove and fish small in that area and try and figure out that area and then broaden out. So that would be my, right. That's my experience. And, and, you, and you touched on something that, that I really agree with a lot, and it goes back to my military days. And one of the things that we learned at when, uh, when we were shooting, uh, especially at folks that were trying to shoot at you, was, uh, was aim small, miss small. It's, uh, you know, if you pick out a really broad area of a target, if I aim at, you know, a, a person, I'm aiming at a whole person. If I'm aiming at that one button in the middle of a shirt, it's a totally different story you know it's like it's 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 making your the area that you're observing smaller that way if you are a little bit off you're not that far off it's still effective yeah. you know so breaking down in a, you know say like uh an area like uh, hartwell is a great one because it's because it's so massive um you know you've got all the different rivers that are dumping into it you've got multiple just arms of this huge lake that spans like i don't know two or three states um it's massive, you know, so like being able to break that down into smaller, more workable areas and kind of pick them apart and view them as their own fishery. Yeah. Like I I found that really helped me a lot this year. Yeah. I found that like I started off in Hartwell in a cove with flooded trees, dead Mm -hmm. flooded trees and timber. And then, you know, when that bite went off, I tried the points because I found, you know, spots feeding on points and then when that, you know, died off, I went out and fished in the main lake on off a of little islands. And then later I went and fished up, you know, overhanging trees. I mean, right. it's each one has like its own different, different attributes. And, you know, if you can just figure out a little a pattern or a technique for those different areas, it gives you a lot of tools at your disposal for plan F 
which right. will always happen. Always plan. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that was definitely the the uh, the comment of the night was the plan F. <laughs> uh, let's see, Caleb. There's the twenty five thousand dollar question of the day. Uh, whether you're not, you're ready for it. What do you mean TOC. ready? <laughs> you're in the TOC, so uh, what do you think? You ready? Well, yeah, heck yeah! I've been trying to get in that. I've yeah. been trying to get in that uh, since last year. Yeah, because it's a big accomplishment. I just, I mean. I can't even believe I actually qualified. I thought I was just trying to get points to try and maybe get like a a, a roll down at the end. Yeah, of the so year. Like, get get an invite at the end of the season. Yeah, you like, know, it's like I didn't think I'd ever ever do as well as I did. I was really hoping I would, but I just like it. Uh, I don't know. So I I'm I'm surprised, <laughs> and it honestly it hasn't quite hit me really fully yeah. that 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 happened and. Um, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, and now I want to try and break in the top 10 and now I want to see if I can do better. You know, now it's like my goals are changing a little bit, but, uh, but I've never fished Ufala and mm -hmm. I've never been in, uh, the TOC before. And, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to come and fish as hard as I can. And I'm just grateful for the chance to do it. Like how, awesome is that tournament going to be i can't wait to do it so and there is uh I, I mean at the end of the day it's just it's just another lake i mean just go fishing that's yeah. it yeah like honestly uh i don't i'm usually like everybody would i know jokes a little bit with me because usually my goal is like i just want to catch a fish in the tournament yeah. i just want to catch one really? and then i have like okay first goal one fish and then it's like i just want to get like five 12 inches you know, and I want to get a limit and, uh, yeah, give, give, give me an angry 65. Like, like oh, good. let's just start with I, a really a 65 with a terrible attitude. And, you know, it's, you know, some, uh, yeah, let, let me get those guys and then, then we'll go, you know, like, I, have, I mean, I have a lot of different goals, but I'm realistic about it in that I'm, I'm still learning all this. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, I just, I love it. I just, I just love Same. it so much. And, I love the competition and I love the chance to, to meet so many amazing and, and wonderful people and, and get out there and just share that. It's such an amazing experience to share with other people. It's, it's, you know, almost like having combat buddies, you yeah. know, like, Oh, we survived the, you know, 30 mile an hour winds or we, you know, yeah. got, got through that. And it, but it's such a wonderful challenge to, to go up against each other and to go up against, the what the elements throw at you and try and figure out that puzzle and and if anything I, i'd like to say like the hobie bass open series to me is is the top of the top and it's got the best anglers and the best run tournament hands down and the thing i love about it the most is that everybody has a shot like yeah look at travis travis <laughs> won that yeah. thing without electronics yeah he dumped his kayak twice right. and he's just running around uh, following birds yeah. and throwing yeah. top water for smallies that are surfing waves. Yeah. So I mean everybody has everybody has a shot. There's no yeah. there's no decreed winner. Anything can happen. It's just who can figure it out and and fish the cleanest. Yeah. Uh 
in the tournament, and that could be anybody. It's, who can, it's who can execute Plan F. I mean, and that, it that's is absolutely exactly what it is. that. Yeah. I mean, you you see guys like you know Eric Siddiqui and Cody like going just absolute okay. pirate style, you know, and cruising across the lake. I mean, they're out in rollers in the middle of. I mean, it's it's. I incredible. couldn't do that. Like that you know, freaks just, me out. That freaks me out. I oh, have a, I'm, I it, have a wind. <laughs> I'm, I'm better than I was, but you got to see this. You got to see the shoreline. The, uh, um, I don't know if you've ever gotten to paddle out with Cody Milton, but paddle out with Cody Milton one day, like, uh, that dude, um, God, I mean, he was one of those ones that it's like, you know, I started watching his videos when I was first looking into tournaments, you know, and, uh, and, and kind of hoping that, that, you know, we can become that, that kind of show that really kind of helps guide in newbies. But I mean, just out looking around YouTube and looking at, you know, old KBF videos and like, uh, and some older Hobie videos and things like that. And you see guys like Cody and you're just like, God, this guy's a machine. He's unbelievable. Same with Eric Siddiqui, you know, same with uh, a lot of the new up and comers that you're watching and seeing videos of, you know, Brian, Howe, Caleb, you know, uh, there's a ton of them. And, uh, mm -hmm. but if you, if you ever get the chance to go out and, and, and pedal around with Cody, like do it. It's really cool. The guy is like, kind of like, like the Bodhisattva fishing, you know? And it's <laughs> like, uh, um, I got to spend uh, a whole day with him on, uh, on Rayburn. And that was just, I mean, we paddled and I mean, it's like, it's like, I'll stretch your legs out because I mean, I don't know how many miles we did that day, but it was a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, we were back in the trees. I mean, watching the guys, you know, skipping buzz baits like 20 feet up under trees i was like i don't even know how you just did that but but teach me like i'm a roast man based me you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, but you, you start going to these events and you start meeting these people and you start fishing with them you start knowing them they start you know uh they start kind of accepting you into their midst as soon as they see they they, they really don't care if you're top one two three ten twenty they care that you show up and that you care that they care that you respect the sport and they, they care that you try, you know, and, and that, uh, they, they start to take you under their wing, you know, next thing you know, you're, you're having dinner with so-and-so you're fishing with so-and-so and it's just, or you're, you're, you're swapping stories and ideas with so-and-so, you know, and, and, it, and it's just, this scene grows. I think the camaraderie definitely, definitely helps, but I would also say the new person don't, you know, that's a, that's also very hard when you're starting out new into tournaments and you don't know anyone and <laughs> no one knows you. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm just sort of super chatty at boat ramps and I have a hard time because that's easy to recognize me I like a ponytail and I'm a chick, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, there's a lot of new guys and, and it could be very intimidating going out on, on a tournament trail, especially new waters, new things. You don't know anybody. And, I would just say, you know, just be yourself and and be friendly and and a good sportsman and, and be respectful and and don't don't stress about the clicks. There's yeah. there's there's some clickiness that goes on and yeah, drama is. and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, let's just be real. That it's sometimes it's a little like it's, high school. Yeah, all so the things that I hated about high school, but you know, just do your thing and be true to yourself. And, and follow your own dreams and don't worry about what 
other people think. They're out there doing their thing and 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 just introduce yourself and, and go out and do your stuff. And I've met so many nice people who have been doing like the Hobies for their first time. And I remember what that feels like and how scared I was and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know anybody. And it can feel it could feel really intimidating and lonely out there. So don't be afraid to 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 welcome people and 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 also you introduce yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, like I mean, going to Hartwell, it's like I think I was the only person from Texas that went there, you know. So it's like the very few people that I knew weren't there, you know. And I was like, oh man, like I'm by myself, you know. Um, yeah. And, and 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 that that's that's great advice. Is just is is be a little chatty. Like, go say hi. You know, sometimes you don't have to eagle stare everybody. Yeah. Like nobody's getting. There's like fish everywhere. I know it's like rushing to your spot to get whatever but in the end like we're all we're all gonna be fishing down the road <laughs> you know and and i know people can get really stressed out or worried about that but i mean the dramas and, and the clickiness is so unnecessary well, and, there's and so much more positive online, stuff to gain though. yeah, yeah. Most, most of that's for the for all of us you know that that spend a little too much time <laughs> I, mean, I have to admit that I'll, that I'll dive into it a little bit every once in a while but that's just that's just more because i like to argue yeah. you know uh but uh but you know you you get out in these events and you and and just go meet people go say hi even if you feel like it's a bit clicky sometimes and sometimes like you said sometimes it is um don't get don't dissuaded by that yeah hi you know it's like i can think of a few people that i've met um and then come to realize you know oh wow we have a lot in common you know and and, and like now we actually talk a little bit you know or you know uh I've never been one to have a ton of friends, you know, so it's like getting out and meeting people is, is kind of a new thing for me. You know, it's like, yeah. I've been very much an introvert most of my life. Um, so getting out and, and, and making these connections with people is, is a big part of it. And it's good for us. You know, it's, mm -hmm. we're, it's an, it's a world that's increasingly growing more and more distant, you know, as far as human relations are concerned, yeah. this is one of those things that really brings us together. So yeah, spread your wings a little bit and yeah. enjoy, you know branch out and, and honestly like uh i would even say extend that beyond uh, like the bass boat guys like mm -hmm. when i first would run into bass boats and they come up on me or whatever i get like why are you here <laughs> you know leave me alone yeah but uh i talk to them all the time it, now but yeah. I found it, yeah i found if i just say hello and talk to them and, and tell them what i'm doing and ask how that how their day's going and just be a nice, decent person. Yeah. Like your time on the water is just so much better and so much more enjoyable, and it it just makes it a lot easier. But yeah, I I totally feel it for the first time people out there. Like, don't just don't be intimidated by it, and you know, just believe in yourself and go out and have fun. And and it's a process. So absolutely now let me let me go back here to this one question again because i think that this is an important one um and it kind of, kind of ties in with what we're talking about it's john mooney again and what what advice might you give the ladies that love to kayak fish especially some that that may want to go out on the road and travel around and um like what and male dominated i mean when i when i see male dominated and i know i know john i i think of uh man, you've never fished against Kate or Christine or 
<laughs> like they're they're pretty dominating as as far as a force on the water. But it is, you know, traditionally like like one of those sports that that has been just a bunch of dudes, you know. And it's like you see so many of these incredible anglers that are coming out, these female anglers that are just coming out and just slaying. You know, I mean, it's. Um, what what advice would you give uh, you know that that fourteen year old you or that or or, or that or that twenty two year old you? I would say here's the thing. Maybe what I'm going to say is a little controversial. Feel <laughs> so, free. I mean, that's uh, uh, about it. I mean, as as long as it's I don't feel somewhat, somewhat PG thirteen. I'm cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel that there is a giant hurdle for women right now in fishing because they're women at all. Yep, Number one, the fish, the fish don't know. They don't care. Yeah. They, they don't know. <laughs> you know, they can't tell what's going on. And I personally, like occasionally I'll have, if I have any kind of weird thing, it's when I'm driving my stuff yeah. back down the boat ramp, mm-hmm. you know, I get some looks and sometimes I'll be get questions from some older gentlemen about yeah. do I know what I'm doing <laughs> or right. do you want to wait for your husband to help you because I do I do yeah. one of those zigzags you know it's a little <laughs> nerve-wracking I know but um, I have not experienced uh, any kind of detrimental behavior towards me because I'm female at all. And if anything, it's harder because I feel that I do stick out and I'm maybe under a microscope a little bit more as far as, you know, how you do or what happens. And I just think right now as, as a female, like the sky is the limit and don't feel dissuaded about getting out there and competing and just giving it your all. You're the only person that is going to stand between you and your dreams is is you not doing it really you get in your own way and there's no one there's not like a wall of men out there keeping you from fishing at all in fact in fact i felt very much it is exact opposite and i have felt extremely well supported by male anglers and not experienced um and and i'm gonna say that now now i think women in the 70s 60s 70s and 80s really did struggle against a lot of that and and they really had to pioneer that and i i just feel that there is a much more acceptance and i see a lot of men who are taking their daughters out fishing Mm -hmm. and having a good time and and want their daughters to be successful and have that and i i don't feel that there's a restriction or something that holds up against you because you're female and if anything i think for, for, I'm not, I'm a, you know, I'm not a supermodel. Let's be honest. All right. I'm, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm just me, but you know, there are women out there who, who can work it as far as their looks and, and marketing and, and the way the marketing is social media right now. Like if you are, you know, hot and smoking and, and you can do pretty well for yourself as far as getting a, a sponsorship because a lot of marketing dollars will mm-hmm. look at that and, and see that yeah. as and that's unfortunately a good- sex sells. And, and that's a little controversial to say, but I would say to women, you know, be, 
be respectful of yourself. Don't feel yes. that you have to sacrifice your standards for anybody. Don't feel like you have to dress a certain way to get followers and likes. It's not what it's about. Go out there and fish and have yeah. fun and be yourself and, and be the authentic you. And you don't need to, to do, you know, the whole thing for likes and whatever. It's not necessary. So that's what I have to say about that. That, that if yeah, you're a woman is. fishing and you're a young girl, go for it. Don't yeah. let don't let anybody tell you that you can't do this because of whatever. Anything, I will say the only thing that's the hard part about women angling right now is uh as far as clothing uh for women such as myself of this body type <laughs> it's hard to find um if you're a larger woman it's harder to find clothes that are mm -hmm. made to fit you especially in uh like foul weather gear and stuff like right. that it's it's hard to find that a lot of stuff is made for you know angling women will be sort of stereotypical beach wear or something so it, it can be hard with some body types to find that even ice for ice fishing women, the same thing to find ice suits that fit. And, and there's some companies that do a good job with that. So if anything, that's sometimes a limiting factor or um, especially a kayak, the whole issue about having to go to the bathroom and again, your yeah. clothing, because, you know, uh, frankly, guys, you can just stand up and Not go from the side or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, me and you've got on a whole bibs and everything else you know you gotta take off your pfd you gotta take off all your you know your all your foul weather gear goods, you gotta yeah. take you gotta take it off and you know and and uh that's hard sometimes especially if you're in, in rough weather um so i know a lot of women that um just for the sheer inconvenience of having to go to the bathroom don't won't do tournaments or if they do tournaments they won't drink any liquid for oh, the wow, whole yeah. day and because yeah, you, they're you so worried that. about having to you know where yeah. you're going to go pee or, or people to, are going to see so there's a, there is some privacy issues as far as that and there's some women who are very sensitive about being out on the water especially if you are like in utah where there are no trees that you can just go off on land and stand behind like you're you're out there and if it's busy with a lot of people like yeah see if falling out of the kayak it's it's is a little hazardous and so that was like even for me when i first got my kayak i think that was my first question in the group is like what do i do when i have to go to the bathroom i had yeah. so much stress about this because it's a biological process you can't and you're on the water and the more you're on the water the more you hear the water and you gotta go and it's, it's tough it's a, tough sometimes as a guy i mean because it's like i mean yeah we can just you know whip it out and get after it but at the same time it's like you're by houses or you're by boat docks or yeah other boats or everything whatever. and i'm like and, sitting and there and having to take half my clothes off <laughs> yeah it's compounded by 10 for y'all you know and it's like i mean i just always tell people you know like uh oh yeah, I've, I've got a DIY yeah. kit for that. Some, some ladies yeah. use like a shiwi or something yeah. like that to try try and help with that. But that is an actual it's an actual issue for for some yeah. women, and it's well, it's difficult to deal with. Um, well, and, and and like and like 
Like, and I don't want people take people the, can be pervy, you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to take weird. pictures. Yeah, uh, the uh, but I mean, I, I I always tell I always tell uh, ladies when when I see them getting ready to kayak fish, or we have new uh, new anglers on our trail that ask about things like that. If it's a lake with uh, with like boat slips, boat docks, things like that, you can yeah. kind of dip into those. It'll give you a little bit of. You know, if yeah. you find one without a boat in it, you can kind of cruise in there. Uh, some, kind ladies, of thing. some ladies but, bring like a towel, or like a beach yeah. towel. Yeah, yeah, or totally. Wrap up or wrap. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, this is probably more than you guys ever wanted to know about this, women angling, but it's a real this issue is literally, for us. This is literally, boys and girls, ladies and gents, this is literally why I want this show to exist. <laughs> we ask the hard questions. You know? So... <laughs> You know, I mean, I want this to be a gateway for people to tournament fish. It's not just about fishing. It's about the mechanics of it, the mechanics of competing, uh, doing it safely, doing it in, a, in, a, in an effective manner, still staying hydrated for, for yeah. Yeah, it's not, safe. Sakes, like it's drink, not safe for your ways health to, do it. Yeah. to dehydrate and get headaches or get yeah. oh, you dehydrated get yeah, and and all that but i mean yeah. even when the you know like god bless steve fields like when he's like can we put the hobie cam my first question was okay female angler here off? yeah <laughs> it's, it's gonna run the whole day yeah. okay picture this it it's on the bow mm -hmm. facing me running i cannot turn it off and i probably can't reach it in the, all right. those waves for 10 hours a day for two days and i'm gonna have to go to the bathroom and it's like what do i do and I could be, he's like, you know, do I put a towel over it? Do I put a hat over it? You know, and finally I realized uh, a friend of mine said, just lift the front hatch. So, you yeah. know, I lift the front hatch and I'm like balancing there. Like, sorry, right. dude, like, <laughs> yeah, I go. But, but it is like a, a, a real thing. So as far as women, I mean, there are some challenges in that, but don't let, don't let anything fool you as far as that there's some big agenda I definitely, I think that there, there are, are some struggles and, yeah. but I think a lot of it is, you know, just go do it. Don't yeah, let your, exactly. don't There's just ways go around do all it. Of it. And there, and there's a wealth of information. I mean, yes. Kathy in the comments, Gene in the comments, um, one of my Jackson teammates, absolutely amazing, legendary angler, uh, lady angler. Uh, just outdoors woman. Just if you're not following her, follow her. She's incredible. Uh, I mean, the and and this is th these are things that I'm going to get into as we go on. I want I'm going to make some videos. I'm going to make some uh, uh, you know some picks, things like that. The coffee can. That's a great one. Um, I keep one of the big coffee can things. You know, like the big plastic folders, uh, heavy duty size coffee cans in my boat. I roll up my rain gear. Uh, my rain gear rolls up, <laughs> gets tied. Sorry, I swear I yeah. speak. Yeah, uh, my Wait, rain gear rolls up in this big coffee can. The lid goes on, and there's a piece of, of uh, Gorilla Tape that goes over the top of it. It yeah. doubles as a bucket if you really need a bucket. Yeah. It doubles if you need a bathroom bucket. If you're somewhere where you can't stand up to pee or go to pee, you can kind of roll over and kind of yeah. be private about it. If you do need a bail to bail your boat, and it does happen, trust me, uh, when you were up on uh, Benbrook in Fort Worth on day two when the winds were so bad. Yeah, that was I, great. I was up on Eagle Mountain, and I was flipping reeds, uh, and I don't know how many miles an hour wind that was. 
but it was bad. It was a lot. I actually but went from I was the south end of the boat. lake to the yeah. north end, and so I had to go against that south wind on those. Yeah, it was terrible. I had to cr I had to cross Eagle Mountain that yeah. day, and it was. I did. Uh, I crossed Benbrook. And, yeah, uh, it was bad. Um, so I keep this big coffee can. So I mean that that that's a good option as a multi-purpose. So you know, so I know I you guys water think, out of my boat with that thing, you know. I know you guys probably think this is just a lot of talk about this, but I guarantee you, men, if you have daughters who get into fishing yeah. or your wives, you're you're gonna need to solve this problem. Yeah. This is you know, they're great when they're toddlers, but when your daughter becomes a tween and a teen, you are very much gonna have to solve this issue uh for them because it's it's a very sensitive yeah. thing and well and and and, and like i said th this is exactly why i want to have this show is we're gonna we're gonna figure these things out together as, as part of the thing in my video it it says we're gonna learn together so we'll, we'll get it out we'll talk about it there should be no stigma about talking about uh what fix there isn't a stretch of bank that isn't lined with houses um and that and like, <laughs> like you, you get there's like no, people I, having their I, I easter breakfast like yeah I mean, that's uh, I can think of lakes by me. You know, you get out by Palestine, you get out uh, Tyler, you get a bunch of those lakes where oh, yeah. there's houses right next to each other, and it's same girl. I mean, like, and that's yeah. where I go. Hey, sneak into sneak into a boat dock that is missing a boat. There's always one of those around. Um, paddle in there and and do your thing. Just watch your power pole and watch your rods. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ladies tend to finesse fish so much better. Must be the high patience. Yeah, John, they have the high patience levels probably from dealing with our crap for all these years. <laughs> the uh, um, I don't know. I now see. I don't know if that's true though. Like, like I know a lot of dudes that are that are remarkable finesse fishermen. I think that that's just a. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's you know, just a, my theory you, you about that is that. I think my theory is that a lot of women start out with uh, spinning, spinning rods mm -hmm. and that bait is very conducive to using a spinning rod. The bait caster for a lot of us who have never experienced that is, can be quite intimidating. So that's just a natural thing that you can pick up and, and start using without, you know, a lot of extra equipment. So I think in some ways you'll see women that do that, but yeah. I mean, I watch, uh, I, God, I mean, there's, I just think of watching Christine fish and it's like, man, the, the, the things that, 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 that she, she sucks does. It. She sucks at Ned Riggs. At, at Ned's. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you power, watch, you watch her like uh, spinning yeah. rod, like just skipping a Cinco or, uh, you know, like, oh, that video that she put out on Fork was just like, oh my God, man, just skip that thing right up under the bushes. And I was just like, that was my video making goal for the year was to get a good Cinco skipping video. And I finally got one on Hartwell, you know, skipped it up under there and nailed a fish as soon as it got up under the bank and I caught it all on camera. I was like, oh, this is cool. It still didn't look as, as, as impressive as hers, but it's, uh, um, I don't know. I, th I think that that's probably... Uh, the finessing, I, I agree. I think it's like you start with uh, with spinning gear, but I think it's probably more of of, of a regional thing. Maybe. Um, whether whether you start out with spinning gear, you start out with bait casting or some variation of bait casting. But uh, you know, if you if you grow up with a you know your grandpa's a, a, a crazy bass fisherman, you know you're probably going to learn uh, bait casting early on. I learned bait casting 
uh, on Strawberry. That was, and it was a uh, more of a trolling reel, but we got it by yeah. the scrum. My buddy was teaching me to cast uh, with a trolling reel, you know, and and because we were using you know lead line and stuff like yeah. that, you know, they're trolling <laughs> for those big lake stripers yeah. or big uh, lake trout. Sorry, yeah. uh, but you know, just kind of thumbing that. That that's that's where I learned it. Um, yeah. But got you know, got to get out four or five colors, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the counter and get, get out four or five colors. Just you know, and it was uh, you know, spinners with a uh, with a chunk of earthworm on the back of it. You know, and it was just boom. That was. Um, there was a, a before we before, uh, I want to kind of wind it down. As, I mean, I don't know. We'll 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 keep it going as long as as long as we can keep it going. This this is episode one. Uh, I power fish with spinning because I suck at bait casting. I <laughs> I love Jean. Oh, she's incredible. She's so great. It's like my team mom, you know. It's like, and I don't, I don't say that from like an age perspective or anything like that. But she's just like the the guiding light of of the entire, I don't know, Jackson fishing universe. Um, bait caster and crank baits or spinner baits are so much easier to bite for newbies willing to try a bait. True, yeah. Um, I think especially the spinner bait, like, and that's something like a spinner bait, just that's one of those things that's just near and dear to my heart. And it's one of the things that I just grew up fishing. My grandpa loves spinner baits. Um, and it's, it's the first like big boy lure, you know, that I could remember catching fish on that. That wasn't, you know, a Texas rigged worm, you know, it, that was the first thing with, with exposed hooks and shiny mm -hmm. things and whatever that I, that I that i remember catching a fish on ambassadors yeah totally yeah same, same rig the uh but uh steve asked up here let me go back and find this question right on chris and, and you guys uh if you've got some questions oh i i have to answer this one real quick there's my lovely wife bailey <laughs> who is a hey bailey I love you. <laughs> You're amazing. The uh, that is one of the things when it comes to tournament fishing all over the country. My my wife is a spectacular uh, uh, bar professional barbecue pitmaster. Um, right on, Bailey, and uh, and a chef, and just an all around just absolute badass. Um, when I'm gone, she keeps the restaurant dialed in. Uh, when uh, when I'm here, she keeps the whole world dialed in <laughs> while I chase all these crazy dreams. So that's, that's one of awesome. the things that I can tell people that if you're looking to do things like this is surround yourself with people that believe in you yes. and, uh, and support you through all. That's the absolutely, you know, and if that's you, don't, if you have people that, you know, are, are, uh, you know, discounting you or, or, you know, just, aren't aren't supporting Supported, you in that like yeah. just you don't need to yeah, yeah. you don't need to spend time with that <laughs> no, like, yeah i I've, I've had people and i've had friends that i've actually distanced myself from that over the last year they're just like you're what you're you're you fish and i'm just like yo do you talk about a billion billions of dollars of year industry um, and that's things that we'll get on into in later episodes is talking about the monetization of the kayak industry because it's there. It's coming. It's uh, if you want to professionally fish, you can professionally fish. You can do it. The opportunities exist there for you to do it. Um, so bucket list lakes. Have you fished it yet? 
What's that? The bucket list lake. Steve, Steve asked earlier, what, what was my, uh, what was my bucket list lake? And, uh, and that's kind of like my favorite song. I don't know. It kind of really depends. Uh, I haven't fished mine yet. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't yet. I fished all Saint over the Claire. world. St. Clair is on my, on my bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. See, St. Clair, St. Clair's on mine. Um, uh, Sant Santee Cooper is one that Santee I've always Cooper. wanted to fish. Um, Ufala is another. Um, yeah. I got to fish around when I was doing that demo for Jackson earlier this year. I got to fish on the, the Coosa chain a little bit. So I knocked out a couple of them earlier this year. Um, as well as got to meet some pretty legendary boat guys. It, Got a got a fishing spot from uh, from Scott Canterbury, and uh, that was pretty cool. Um, went out and fished that on the Coosa. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, bucket list. Like, yet yeah, Santee Cooper is definitely up there. I've I've wanted to fish there since I was in the Army and Station in Georgia, and I never made it up there. Um, any of the Great Lakes. I've never fished a Great Lake, you know. I, I've fished oceans. I lived in Hawaii for like five years when I was in the Navy. You know, it's like uh, I've done a lot of saltwater fishing all over the world. I fished in uh, in Bahrain. I fished in you know all, all Mexico, but you know I've never fished any of the Great Lakes. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it'd be scary. I mean, those lakes sink ships. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever, I know you did spent time in Utah. Have you done Flaming Gorge? Oh yeah. 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 Flaming, Flaming Gorge. Um, for you guys that, Oh, Robert Richards, Crotalus rods, man. Good stuff. Uh, Robert is amazing. Hi, Robert. Also a vet. And, uh, Gene, way to go, Bailey. Yay, Bailey. The, uh, no, Flaming Gorge is incredible. Uh, the green is, uh, that was one that, uh, you know, Green River is amazing. I had yeah. a chance to my my best friend growing up, and I actually uh, I house hopped a lot when I was a when I was a kid. Um, I didn't really have a very stable living situation, so my one friend uh, Bruce, his his dad was really big into uh, into rafting, not like whitewater rafting, but it, yeah. but the, the framed up boat. rafting boats, you know, yeah, and. Yeah, and so we'd go up. We'd go up on the green. Uh, we'd go hit Flaming Gorge. We'd go. I mean, you talk about, you know, just amazing trout fisheries. Um, uh, he's the one that taught us to to tie flies, and I can remember fishing the green, um, and we're, we're looking at the hatch, looking at what's going on, just kind of setting up, and and we found these little kind of worm things that they were eating. We broke out our uh, fly tying. I mean, we just sit there and tie flies, you know, and uh, we we. Get, took rubber bands and these kind of long arch back like number one size hooks and just whipped them up and put a little <laughs> hackle on them and a little tail and we're just crushing them on the green. That's, awesome. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, Green River's crazy. Provo, it, the Provo was was one of my favorites back in the day. Um, it, it really got pounded for just years and years and and the last time, I mean, when I got when I got out of the uh, when I got out of the military, I was a Salt Lake County firefighter. So, uh, I was at the holiday, uh, ladder truck, you know, uh, yeah. up by Cottonwood mall. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, I, I mean, I'd go fishing all the time up there. You go up, uh, up Ogden, you know, up the Ogden river up, uh, I really want to do P 
pyramid lake pyramid yeah pyramid i mean pyramid all the, for the Lahontan. All the lakes were great you know like yeah. mirror, mirror lake um i mean god if, if any of y'all ever find your way out to uh out to utah hang on man <laughs> there's, so, there's so much people think they're like why are you driving around yeah. the u.s there's so many amazing fisheries yeah it's, it's they're the, different it's different yeah i mean even just going up to pine view like uh like in the summer it was great for like you know pike and musky and i mean even bass and trout uh but in the winter you know going up and ice fishing pine view or taking taking them taking the machines out taking the snowmobiles out and uh ice fishing strawberry um yeah just i mean in the in the in the like i said earlier the kokanee run on strawberry is just one of the amazing one of the most incredible moments that you'll ever have fishing but uh i mean it's it's just one of those one of those uh areas of the world that there's just no shortage of things to do no shortage of reasons to get outside the weather's beautiful the scenery's beautiful the fisheries are beautiful um yeah uh bailey she's lake tahoe uh, i've never fished lake tahoe i've driven by it a couple of times but i'm down the uh um so what's next i mean we're obviously we're you're out crushing this rookie year it's gonna come down to uh, it's gonna come down to the wire. We're gonna, we're gonna duke it out the rest of the year for uh, for rookie of the year. I know that's coming. I don't think I get. I don't think I qualify you're for right rookie. There. No, I, you're right no there. I'm not a rookie. No. I mean, no, I don't, I don't for, think for I'm KBF a rookie. You're not? Uh, no. Did you do a KBF last year? I did before oh, COVID. Okay. I did. Right. Well, all right, then. I, I know, and then it all shut down. And I guess all I shut down. Re relax then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking you, you hadn't done any of theirs last year. So I did. I did. I started last year. I did uh, one trail in Arizona and then COVID went. Oh, so that was my rookie year was the one, uh, one tournament of. KBS yeah. Well, that and, makes me feel better. That's like, see, this show is really taking a, a, a I'm, I'm very relieved now. I'm very happy. Like, I, I feel so like my I'm, rookie year was eclipsed by a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that was kind of like my my rookie year of opening my restaurant and being on uh, being on Food Network on Chopped and winning a bunch of culinary awards and things like. And then COVID hit and it was like the whole world forgot about everything. Yeah. It's like, oh man, this is gonna be my year, you know. Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, I got what, lacrosse. I'm doing this one in lacrosse, and then uh, I'm gonna do some fun fishing in Indiana and a tournament there, and then. Um, then I'm going down to Tennessee. I got some business down there and do Pickwick and then Susky. Are you going to do uh, Are you going to do Kentucky Lake in September? I don't know yet. I don't know. I think that's going to be a fun one. I'm going to come do that. I'm not yep. sure if I am or not, but that'll be cool. Um, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I've got a long list of places I want to go. I want to do some a little bit of fun fishing in Wisconsin and Minnesota yeah. in August. Have you, and have you done Boundary Waters? No, not yet. Go to Boundary so, Waters. That was that yeah. that same buddy and his dad. Like they, we we did a trip to Boundary Waters when we yeah. were uh, in our early teens. And I that thought was, about doing like Rainy Lake. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what you know. So I, I've got a pretty full schedule, but I'm trying to balance it with more. You know, I've got a lot of tournaments, but I need to have some breaks in there. And yeah. and I've got, I qualified for the Texas, that Texas 
kayak championship. I managed to get into that. So, um, and then oh, we yeah, got the TKC. That, that's right. I forgot you, uh, you did that on Palestine with me earlier this year. I did Palestine and yeah. I did, I did a few of those lakes. So yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. TKC. Yeah. Awesome. We have the Lone Star Throwdown too. When is the Lone Star Throwdown? That'll be in October. I want to say it's like the 11th or so. Okay. It's, it's like the regional trails. Yeah. Uh, we all compete against each other, but you have yeah. to have competed in a Texas trail, which you qualify. So Yeah, so maybe. Um, I don't know. Let, let, let me know. We'll, uh, and I we'll, am doing Caddo. I am you in are the doing Caddo? Cool. I'm in the NC in Caddo. Yeah. So see that's Caddo. Caddo's our neighborhood. That's gonna be. Uh, but if you if you want to do the throwdown, let me know. We'll uh, we could use a ringer on our team. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah. I've been and, trying to qualify for every championship and every series that I've entered, and and so I've got the All Americans, the only one left that I haven't qualified for. I need to check so, that one out. That's uh, make sure yeah. make sure and send send me a link to them or something so I can kind okay. of uh, talk with them because that sounds like kind of heartland uh, bass tour sounds like it would be yeah really it's a, yeah it's midwest focused it's pretty cool yeah it would be awesome the uh so uh all all these miles all these trips uh sponsors i mean like uh mooney uh fantastic hope to meet you in Cato. yeah for reals you'll 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 love big moon john john is uh one of the best people you'll ever meet in your life yeah. great dude and uh like i said Cato is right in our neighborhood so that's going to be a lot of fun uh, but but yeah, um, sponsors. Uh, who, who who does who do you who do you think when you go to bed every night? Hobie, Hobie, yeah. Hobie fishing. Um, you know, I was very fortunate last year that um, I I had some trouble with my my boat that I was in previously, <laughs> and boy, they really. I'll tell you what, besides just putting on a really good tournament, they've really been very gracious and Amazing. and accepting and supporting of everything that I've been wanting to do. And I've had a good opportunity with them with uh, being on their fishing team. And that's been a wonderful boat. And it's actually, it, it's helped me grow my skill set a lot more. Um, I'm able to just focus more on fishing and less on, always maneuvering or whatever right. else is going on in my boat. Uh, no, it, it, so, it, it, that's huge. I mean, and like I can go farther. I can go farther with less effort for yeah. me, which is a, a big deal. And, um, you know, I don't have a, a ton of sponsors. It's Hobie and, uh, I partner as an ambassador with Omnia fishing, which mm -hmm. is a, um, online tackle. And it, I like how they approach things. They're very customer service focused mm -hmm. really focused on beginning fishermen who really want to try and figure out how to break down lakes so you can go and put in i put in fishing reports on every lake i fish there um and you can find it for the different season the different species that you're looking for and it will suggest the tackle that you need to use so when i do a fishing report i put everything i use i'm really yeah. transparent about what i do and um I will so always, call, I will always call that the Jody Queen approach to fishing. It's like the, the people that are so super transparent on everything that they used, and I love it. You know, it's a uh, yeah. I want it's, people it's to go out be. and experience yeah. it, and you still got to catch them. Yep, so, same. and that everything changes all the time. Um, but that um, I did just, I just uh, joined the uh, Dobbins fishing team, um, so I'll be transitioning here in uh, next week to all Dobbins. Yeah. 
So, so that's uh, if if you need any pointers, have you, have you been by the shop down here? Mm -mm. Okay, the the shop's like an hour from my house. So, <laughs> Robert, oh no, dude, Robert, you're you're awesome. Your, your rods are awesome. The uh, um, but no, that's uh, when you get down to come to the shop, uh, just yeah, make sure and swing by. I love Dobbins. Gary, so. Yeah, Gary, Gary is amazing. Uh, Bryce is amazing. The whole family down at Dobbins is incredible. They've got just a great program going on down there, and and, and great rods. Um, I'm just, I honestly, I'm really thankful for the support that I've gotten from from those those three, and mm -hmm. um, you know, the rest of the time, I. I I have had people ask me to join on, on pro staff and stuff like that, that, but I, if I do that, it's going to be for the right reason for something that I really believe in and something that I use. And, and I'm willing to, if somebody says that, you know, Oh, I want you to put you on pro staff because you have a really active social media. That's fine. But, and I'll try out your baits or, or whatever, but I'm, I'll share what works. And I don't want to just, I'm not going to plug something that you because don't. I have a, because I have a requirement of, of posting right. or something. There's, there's things that I really believe in and I want to be transparent and honest with people. And I just am who I am and I wear my emotions on my sleeve and, and that's, that's just who I am. And I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a beginning angler relatively and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a, uh, you know, big giant list of sponsors or anything, right. but the people that I support are the people that I truly personally believe in and, and appreciate their, their support that they give me. And that's who exactly. I want to spend my effort and time with. So I, you know, I, I spend everything I can as far as, um, Hobie and, and talking about, my boat and, and going to the Hobie BOS because I believe in that and they do yeah. an amazing job right. and an amazing yeah. product. I, I always call, uh, for, for people out there who don't know, uh, AJ McWhorter, um, is the TD is the tournament director for Hobie BOS. And he is one of the greatest human beings that you will ever meet in your life. He's really just yeah. a super cool, just down to earth. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know what's up if, if you've got a broken part a, a boat mm -hmm. is down or something he will be the first one there to try and yeah. help you fix it uh or or help and you the same the same goes with the with the other with the All regional the reps as gang. well yeah just just great people you know um, and i always i always call him my cousin every time i see him and, and you know i embarrass, <laughs> I embarrass him a little bit you know because I'm, I'm a little wild but uh you know, I always be like, "Hey, cuz," you know, <laughs> and uh, but I mean, just great people. Um, AJ, everybody at Hobie BOS. That was my first intro to the national tour. Was fishing Hobie, um, and I could not recommend them more than than yeah. than. I mean, they're they're incredible. I mean, I've had great experiences with KBF. I haven't fished with uh, with Bassmaster yet. I will next year, um, but. I mean, for those of you who are out there, you know, you don't have to have, you know, a, a, a $2,000 motor on your boat to be competitive. Um, it's it's pedal or paddle only. Um, I won't say it's purist because, I mean, you know, you got a, uh, um, AJ, AJ McCorder's a stand-up guy, absolutely. The uh, But, I mean, Hobie BOS is just one of those things that you can really out there, get out there and, and learn to fish nationally without a lot of 
added stress, you know. So it's it's just one of those places that I felt it was really easy. It's an open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's open. Open, yeah. fast, <laughs> it's fast open. open. Yeah. yeah, and it really is, it, and it's super welcoming, and, and it's streamlined, and it's set up really nice, and it's it's just a great bunch of people. Uh, Steve, uh, who's been who's been here with us throughout this entire mm -hmm. uh, show, you know, been a fantastic guy. I met him at at, at a lot of board check ins. You know the, uh, but yeah, it's 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 just it's a great scene. It's it's great to be out there. Um, all all the, uh, I don't know. This this is just this has just been like a perfect first show. I'm kind of like at the end of it, and I'm just kind of like, oh no, man. <laughs> well, I appreciate that yeah. you gave me a chance to chat with you guys and everybody who came in to join us. Thank you so much, and and uh, I'm excited for you, Lance, and good luck with the re rest of your episodes and. Oh, we're gonna you have know? you back. I mean, I mean, don't don't you you're not gonna get off the hook that easy. We're gonna I'll have be back, back after I win the TOC. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, just, yeah. JK. Uh, not really. <laughs> no, you can, right? yeah. the, uh, uh, I got uh, goals. So <laughs> no, I mean it's it, you're fishing against the fish. That's Look, you it. can't you can't discount yourself. And no. uh I'm gonna dream big and work hard for it. And you and someday that's gonna pay off. It may not be this year, but I'm certainly gonna try for it we'll see but anyways thanks so much guys and thank you lance very thank much thank you so much i truly appreciate having you on and uh make sure and, and send me the info on these other tours and what's up next and yeah. uh um tell people real quick where, where can they find you online what's your your like your Instagram? i'm on i'm on youtube at, at kate fishing if you're if you have not subscribed to me what are you waiting for? I have like the worst vlogs ever created. That will be uh, technically terrible, but entertaining. And uh, I do I do tournament uh, videos, fishing videos, and these terrible, terrible, terrible vlogs. But a uh, little behind the scenes as I travel. I just want to share what I do with other people, and and just want them to know that you know you can follow your passion. You know, it's a lot of work and it's scary, but you know, it's worth, worth going after. Um, so Kate fishing and then on, and that's also, I have a Facebook page, uh, that's Kate fishing, but then Catherine underscore field is my Instagram because apparently I'd like to have both my names. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I just can't do Kate fishing as my Instagram because I feel like I'm more than that. And, uh, I've got a lot of interest and my, you know, some people's Instagrams is just uh, fish pictures and things like that. But I really like to share my experience and share the people I meet and and uh, promote other people as well. And I just think that's important to lift other people up and, and really show instead of like some polished production piece or whatever, just you're going to find a lot of corny, terrible selfies and but some cool pictures, maybe every once in a while, we'll see. Oh, they're great. It's all great. But thank you, thank you so so much. Thanks, I mean, that's, that's I I truly appreciate it. And anybody, if you guys can't find if you can't find her out there, just let me know, and I will point you in the right <laughs> direction. I uh, appreciate yeah, it. Um, we'll talk to you very 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 soon. Um, I truly appreciate it. Um, getting ready to sign out here. Thanks, uh, guys. You guys. Um, Good luck, Kim, at Lake Fork. You're going to catch a big one. Yeah, there you go. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, Catherine Fields, I mean, 
absolutely amazing person, amazing human being. What a great guest for our first time out. Um, it has just been an absolute thrill to host this show. Um, I truly appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Um, it's going to uh, keep growing from here on out. From week to week, if you can think of anything that you would like us to do, shoot me a message. Let me know. You know, Let me know what's up next. Let me know what you'd like to learn on the water. We're going to be shooting some videos. I know we're going to be teaming up with catchboards and a few other people to go out and kind of put together some uh, some topics for new anglers that haven't necessarily fished in tournaments before. So share this with newbie anglers. Share this throughout your trail. And, uh, man, we'll see you guys really soon. Really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, have fun. <laughs>